Every day brings us closer. Closer to the moment when the next generation of NFL stars learn their destiny. And franchises try to lay the foundation for the next dynasty. With the first pick. This is First Draft. Now alongside NFL Draft Insiders Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, here's Chris Brown. Welcome to the final mock draft before the actual draft. Not mock draft, but at least first draft. Before the actual draft. Our host can't even get the name of the show out. First sentence. It's a good yeah. start. Well, you know. Yeah, so. Dial here we in, are. Sprout. Dial in. Todd McShay, a pretty. Pretty torqued up Mel Kuyper from what I'm hearing. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Yep. Uh, Mel just got off a national conference call, so he's... All he's, fired up. He's amped. Oh, yeah. how you sound when you can sleep in your own bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the final no excuses, hashtag, No excuses. Final hashtag first draft before the actual NFL draft, just a few days away now. You know, the crazy thing is... I maybe I'm just guessing a little bit here and just saying, but you know, I tend to feel pretty confident about a bunch of picks. It's it's either for sure this guy. If it's not this guy, it's that guy. Glad you do. At this time, I, I'm saying at this time, <laughs> I think we should have Sprout do a mock first yeah. round. Time. Yeah, they will. I'm saying at least we have it. I feel like this is one of the most unpredictable. Oh, you're saying draft normal years you do in a normal year. I feel like yeah, you feel like you're at least getting close right now. I feel like this is I feel like this is as tough a year as I can remember. Oh, you think this is you, so? You had no real handle on this draft, right? Well, maybe he was, I do, he was saying the I'm opposite saying of, of what we thought yeah. he was saying. Yeah, okay, that uh, was that was tough to figure out what you were trying to say there. No, not a, not a fast start for Sproul, but he'll he'll rebound. <laughs> yeah, um, and now I, I understand. I think part of it, and I agree. I think part of it. There's really three parts. First of all, I think there's a lot of teams in the top ten trying to trade out. And so that adds a little bit of cloudiness to the pictures. Two, I think the quarterback picture is already cloudy to begin with and has been and really from, from day one. I mean, as you studied these guys, with all of them, you looked at it and said, boy, there's talent. Four or five of them could potentially develop into a good starter in the league, but there's a lot of reasons why they won't. You know, if if they turn if it turns out that they're not developed into good starters, we we'll know why now. So, I think the quarterbacks have, have muddied the waters a little bit. And then thirdly, there's so many durability and or injury red flags this year. It is hard to come up with a clean list. By that I mean guys who have no off the field baggage, yeah. no durability baggage. Maybe five six guys in the top twenty are like that. I mean, you look at it right now, Miles Garrett. I, I call clean. Jamal Adams, from safety from LSU, absolutely clean. Solomon Thomas, Stanford, is clean. Uh, Leonard Fournette, for the most part, the durability thing is nothing that's lingering or long-term. He just was nicked up. And then you, you go down to O.J. Howard is another one. Christian McCaffrey. And then I would lump in Hassan Riddick. So those are – and as we've seen this oh, process – Oh, don't you even think about it. I don't even think about what, man. <laughs> I, I picked the sign Reddick, and this uh, turns out, reach, oh, reach. 
Don't tell me about Hassan Reddick. He's just saying he's clean. I know he's clean. He's going to rave about him now. I'll I'll give you fourthly. Okay, fourthly on your list, Todd. Is fourthly a word? I I don't even know where that came from. I'm just going to let you go on that. Fourthly. Fourthly, because you said the third three thing. Let me go to fourth thing. Is the offensive line. Normally we can plug in an offensive line, but we can't this year. There's three guys, Cam Robinson, Garrett Bowles, and Ryan Ramchek, none of whom are in the top 10 to 15. We have, as you say, red flags with a ton of guys, and I just think the fact that you have no, you know, think about the wide receiver position. Is there an A.J. Green or Julio Jones? No, there is not. So you can't plug one of those guys up there. The quarterbacks are going to be overdrafted, but how overdrafted will they? And we have two players that we like, as, at least I like them both as football players, and now have an issue. We have Reuben Foster, linebacker Alabama, and Jabril Pepper, safety from Michigan. Yeah, both so, tested positive for diluted samples at the combine. Yeah, and all the medical. I mean, and, I and, and Caleb Brantley comes out, and I know he was, he's not up right. in the top 20, but Caleb Brantley with the assault, punched a girl and, and knocked her tooth out. And in addition not to the only Joe that, Mixing, the Joe it's Mixing a total assault. mystery with Brantley because the prosecutors say they don't, they don't even know what they're going to do until after the draft. So you have to draft a guy potentially who might have these charges hanging over his head. It's crazy. And Jordan Lewis, the cornerback from Michigan, I don't even like talking about these things because they're legal issues. I'll just say that there are a lot of people that are skeptical of that one. But still, if you draft the player in the second round where he probably belongs, he's one of my favorite players to watch on tape all year long, you're staring at a July, potentially a July trial. Right now they're scheduled for a July trial. So there's just so many. I mean, look. You just look at Malik Hooker, durability concerns. Uh, Jonathan Allen, a top five player in this draft, didn't work out well, and, and to this point has two the two shoulder injuries. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore with the hamstrings has missed missed a whole season and then played all but six games two years ago because of the hamstrings. These are we're talking about top ten guys. Corey Davis, maybe the number two wide receiver on your Isn't board, working out, still not working out. It's amazing. It's it's all over. And it goes, it's not even just at the top of the board. It's all over the top of the board, the top 20 guys. It goes into round two. It's amazing. There's just a lot. Well, it began, too, with Sidney Jones, who's going to be one of the top corners. People don't know where to take Sidney Jones now. Uh, I still think he goes second round. I think the second round is going to be a great round, Todd. We go day two. Uh, Night two, we should say. Uh, There's some good players on night two. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver, USC. You talk about it, Josh Jones, the safety from North Carolina State. Then we're going to get into some good corners that are going to come off the board at that point. Uh, Jordan Willis, the defensive end from Kansas State, should come off the board there as well. Uh, And then we get into you know, Tyus Bowser from Houston, the outside linebacker. So I think Tredavious White could be in the second round, the cornerback from LSU. So we're going to have a fun day. would be surprised if he goes in late late round one. The White? No, uh, Bowser. Oh, yeah, I had him in late first at one point. You laughed at me. So we have all these these (laughs) issues with top prospects. You've had everyone in this entire class. 340 prospects you've had in the late first at one point. Leave Todd one guy. So, guys, I wanted to get on this theme here of something that's going to surprise us. Something surprises us every year, whether it's Bortles to Jacksonville or a team goes flying up to get Dion Jordan. I mean, it's something, the worst question you could ever ask. Something, but here's the, the thing: the worst now, question you could ever possibly ask. Yeah, us tell us what you're not expecting. If no, it's no, no, a no, shock, not, it's, not, not, it's something we don't expect. How can we predict a shocking pick? I'm not asking you. What you are expecting? I wanted. I want a few examples, Mel. In draft history, I want you to pull up just in your mind quickly a few picks that kind of made your head explode. Where where you just stuck? I mean, a, a recent one. I think I I looked. I was sitting by the set. 
Right. And you guys are both sitting there, and the Raiders take Mike Mitchell. Yep. And I can just see Todd. That was like, a literally, second round, though. E.J. E. E. Manuel, the Buffalo. Yeah, was Todd flipping round. to the back of his book. I'm saying, but just generally speaking, first round. You said in the last podcast, you had Rick Meyer as the 33rd player in the draft. Yeah. See, but it I wasn't a surprise that he went that high. Well, then tell me a surprise. Well, I would say, I, I, I'll give you a start. I was surprised Justin Gilbert went in the top 10. Todd and I talked about that. I didn't think it would be in the top 10, uh, but he did. I had a second round grade on I mean, it was, a, it was a top 10 pick by the Cleveland Browns, who have had a lot of bad picks picks over the years. I've mentioned some of the quarterbacks. I think Christian Ponder, where he went, was a surprise, a Number major surprise overall. when he was selected, where he went in the draft. Uh, but I think you look at this draft and say, okay, who could be the surprise? I'll give you a guy, Todd. I think he could go high. And I, you know, I'm just guessing. But I think Charles Harris from Missouri, somebody could take higher than we're projecting because he can get after the quarterback. And that's what this league's all about. I agree. I've heard, I heard the same thing this, this weekend talking to people. In the league, that he's he's going to come off the board. He's tw- he's twitched up. He's got a lot of ability. You know, he's got a he's got work to do, becoming more of a complete player. But I agree. I, EJ Manuel and Tim Tebow were the two biggest surprises of my career. <laughs> I was, I mean, m- mind blown when Tim Tebow was drafted in the first, in the first round, round, even though everyone was saying, "Get ready for it." And I, and people were crushing you because I think you had a third or fourth round grade on yeah, him, late, which late third. in retrospect, this looks pretty kind. Yeah. Uh, EJ Manuel. I want to say like fourth-round grade. I talked to a team a couple of days. Cause I was checking, starting to hear some buzz that EJ could go in the first couple of rounds, and I was checking with the teams, and one team had him as a six-round tight end. And he goes to the Bills. What, what, what number was it overall? 15 Fif- overall. 15. I, think. I think he was yeah. the only quarterback in the first round. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was the Geno year where right. people were like, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to take Geno at number one. They, they end up not even taking him in the second round. Davis Webb, if – I I have a late third grade on him, late third, early fourth type of grade on him. I see the arm, I see the size. I know he can throw in the rain. I know I know he had a great pro day in the rain. And there are some throws where you sit there and you say, "Wow, this guy he's got a lot to work with." So I will understand what a team saw in him, but I won't understand overlooking the inconsistency, the streakiness, uh, the fact that he he's coming from that air raid system as well. I just I think there's a lot there with Davis Webb to make it a cautionary pick if you're talking about the top 50 picks overall. And I'm being told consistently that there are a couple teams, don't be surprised whether it's trading back into the first or sitting there at the end of the first, that are considering Davis Webb from Cal, which really is surprising to me. See, this is why I wanted to bring this up, because every single year – we get to draft week and people say, Davis, oh, yeah, no chance he's round one. And this is just fans that are really into this process, really know the players, have a pretty good, are following your guys' boards. And yet every single year, maybe not every single year, but close, there's a pick that totally comes out of left field. E.J. Manuel, again, a guy you saw maybe is like a late day two possibility. Um, Tim Tebow, again, uh, you know, the Christian Ponder one, again, Christian Ponder, I think, was the fourth quarterback taken at that point. A team goes up and gets the Titans got Jake Locker, and then suddenly some team goes, oh, crap, we got to get our quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, th- that's why I wanted to bring it up, because I wanted to get us at least prepared for the fact that this could be a surprising draft. Todd, I think, mentioned last week, and I think, Mel, you agreed that there could be seven quarterbacks taken by the end of round two. And again, if you're one of those teams that really wants one, I mean... 
as Todd just mentioned, maybe you have to go up into the end of round one to do that. Mel, is there a chance that there's five quarterbacks taken in round one because of that point? The one that baffles me is Deshaun Kaiser. And as a Notre Dame fan, I can't see him in the first round. Uh, you know, but some are still projecting him. Todd, or you have him? Do you have him in the first round? I don't. No, I, have, I, I gave him. I gave him a third, fourth, grade. It's a, gave it's him a, a third, fourth round grade. I mean, I don't see Kaiser. I, like, I don't I have see. A late the, second yeah. on him. Uh, yeah, you got a probably a mercy. Not a mercy. You know what? He's got. A, there's a lot of ability there. I just I have I have a lot of concerns as well. Well, if you play like that in college against collegiate defenses that have. Couple guys that'll be in the NFL, not eleven, okay. And now you're in the NFL where you got the best in the world. That's why I always say if you just trust the fact that if you're going to come into the NFL, you better dang on side have been really good in college, really, really good in college, okay, really great in college. Was Deshaun Kaiser anything close to great last year? And you can't blame it on. I tried to go back and blame it because I, I watched Notre Dame. It's the one team I watch. You watch Ohio State. I watched Notre Dame four times a week. I kept going, okay, is it the receivers? Is it the fact they didn't have Ronnie Stanley? Well, I saw time. I had my little stop. I was, okay, I got a second, two, three, four. I mean, ten sacks. How much time do you need to throw the football? How much time do you need to be accurate throwing the football? How much time do you need to find a receiver who's open and can do the maximum with the football after the catch? And, he, and time again, how do you, it wasn't all the supporting cast or lack of. So, to me, it's like all you want about physical and athletic ability. He had that in college. And did he look great? No. So if he's a great quarterback in the NFL, Todd, then that's that's on the organization. I will give them a lot of credit that they took this this guy who looks great and they molded him into a quality starting quarterback. And who I don't know who that's going to be, but I would give the organization, the quarterback guru, the quarterback coach, the coordinator, whoever it is, a lot of credit for taking Kaiser and making him into a quarterback down the road you can win with in the NFL. Let's go through a few possible head-exploding situations here. And I just want you to rate it from 1 to 10. My theme here is I, I think there's a lot of things that Joe Fan, our podcast listeners, people that are really into the draft, will think are really surprising. And I want to know if you guys think they're that surprising. I'll start right here at the top. It's like Joe Fan's insulting. Well, whatever. All right. We're all Joe fans. I'm a Joe fan. We all are. Uh, the league. I was just, told that I a long time ago, Todd. I was told a lot of time, a long time ago. Mailman know more than football, football than we do, or I, or I do. So when you're told your mailman has a better Bandable. idea, then it beca- <laughs> you, you become a fan. That's what we all are. We're not in the league, so I guess we're all the same. Exactly. Well, I'm going to ask uh, Todd McShay, draft expert, not Joe Fan. That's another on a, term. I on love. a scale of one to ten. <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10. Skin crawls every time you hear that. Not surprised at all. 10, your head explodes. If Cleveland drafted a quarterback at number 1, where are you there? 9, surprised. So your head is pretty much exploding if they draft a quarterback at 1. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think this is good good content, Josh. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Go. Mel, what about you? Head exploding. If, the, if Cleveland drafts a quarterback, are you going to go, wow, that surprised me? Or, eh, I could see it. Well, that's the first one that ever brought Mitch Trubisky to the uh, radar this year. Uh, oh but my I God. never what thought. What is with you? Just like <laughs> six. <laughs> never in a million Self- years did I think he'd be the number one pick in the draft. I said if he go- had gone back for another year. And confidence that- issues today, Mel? You really, really. <laughs> Not at all. Pat, no, I'm, I'm rolling this. So, Mel, it's only, it's only about a five on the head exploding scale if Mitch Trubisky goes one? Ten. Ten. It would ten. surprise you. It would be a ten. All right. Here's a here's another one. Let's keep let's keep going here. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars. I think San Francisco could do a whole a whole bunch of things. Trade down. Chicago Bears. Bunch of guys in play there. We know. We don't think it's a quarterback. I think Chicago Bears take a quarterback. That might make my head explode. But Jacksonville Jaguars. We have heard Tom Coughlin sound plenty unimpressed with the quarterback situation there this offseason. He's called it a competition. He said it. You know, it's something they'll look at in the draft. Todd, Six. one to ten. So you're a six on the exploding head scale if they draft a quarterback. Mel, what about you? I would say an eight. So very, I'll tell you why. Very surprised. Yeah, because the offensive line, I, I, the Fournette thing that we, we keep hearing about, Todd brought that up first. He was afraid had Fournette going to Jacksonville, and the, I don't know if they will or they won't, but you've got to have an offensive line for a running back to be effective or a quarterback. And I know Bortles, it didn't seem to matter because Bortles' mechanics were so bad last year. Uh, they got to kind of recreate Bortles and build him back up, uh, but I, that offensive line leaves us so much to be desired. I, I don't know, you know, if you just want to try to just keep building up that defense because you know putting Fournette behind that line, Todd, you got a lot of confidence to have a, a, a real good rookie year behind that group. No, but we got to do something, and there's not an offensive lineman to take in the first ten picks of this draft, which or makes 15, it maybe. makes it a rare, uh, a rare unit. And I, I think at least you have a back that if you if you do in the next two years upgrade the offensive line, you're able to, to run the ball and take some pressure off of Bortles, and, and hopefully... If he's still the quarterback there. Or, or whoever the quarterback is, presumably cut down on, uh, on some of the turnovers that have become a nightmare for, for this organization. And you've got T.J. Yeldon, Chris Ivory, who have missed uh, a bunch of games over the last couple of years. I think it was like 11, yeah, 11 yeah. games between them. And um, so, uh, to me, it makes sense. I'm not saying they're definitely going to go there, and, and I think... Solomon Thomas is a, a three technique makes some sense. I think I think Jonathan Allen, if if they have him clean on their board, makes some sense. The defensive lineman out of out of Alabama, although I think he falls out of the top seven or eight picks. Um, but they're in an interesting spot. I've also heard that they like Christian McCaffrey more than more than they like Leonard Fournette. So I, you know, you hear all sorts of stuff this time of year. But I, I the only thing. That going quarterback would be the most surprising thing that they would do of the realistic options that we've given them. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. All right, Mel. Mm-hmm. One, not surprised at all. Ten, your head is exploding. Shot, right. Mm-hmm. The New York Jets at six. There are no quarterbacks taken. Cleveland pass, San Fran pass, Chicago pass, Jacks pass. Tennessee obviously is going to pass on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Trubisky's there. Watson's there. Anybody's there. Mahomes is there and the Jets don't take a quarterback, would you be surprised at all? I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 2. So not really surprised. No, just because they have so many holes. Another team that if you put a quarterback out there, well, this is a GM and a head coach kind of, I wouldn't say on the hot seat, but they got to win. So, you know, you got to try to improve your football team. Drafting one of these quarterbacks isn't going to improve your team at all. I don't know how they feel about Hackenberg. They say, well, how can they like Hackenberg? Well, they drafted him. And you knew you had to be basically recreated, and you knew it would take time. So internally, they know about Hackenberg. We have no clue about Hackenberg. When they draft them, they should have known that when we speak today, a couple days before the draft, this is what we would be seeing with Hackenberg, or he would be at this stage of his development, an unknown. But they should know. So how do they feel about a guy they took in the second round, I think, impacts this decision. Josh McCown's going to open the season as their starting quarterback, regardless of if they draft a quarterback or not. So I would say, no, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded out of there, which I think they'll try to do, but as Todd always says, you know, and everybody screams at me, you need a dance partner, and I don't know if they'll have one. I've been getting mixed reports on on the Jets. You know, I I just 
some people seem to think that they really have interest in Trubisky, but others seem to think they're trying to make it appear like they have interest in Trubisky. And they're trying to bait a team like Cleveland sitting there at number 12 to come up. And whether it's, whether it's trade with them, which they would probably like because they're going to move back and get a, a, some extra picks in a draft that is rich in second, third, fourth round talent, or uh, move up to number five and go take a quarterback ahead of them. Because just basically this is how it is. If you're the Jets and you don't like a, a quarterback in this class and you don't view one as worthy of being the sixth pick in this class. You want a team to come up and take one of those guys because mm-hmm. it's going to knock a position player down to you that you did maybe that you didn't expect to be there or that you really want. So it kind of happened with Leonard Williams being there a couple years ago, where you're just like, oh wow, right. But this and this, they're directly involved in it because they they can leak information on on who they presumably like to the people and hope that it gets out there and hope that they can bait a team a team like Cleveland to move up. That's again, assuming they don't like a quarterback at number six. All right, next spot. Going down the board a little bit here. The Cleveland Browns at number 12. Say they've already taken Garrett. Todd, would your head explode if no quarterbacks have been taken? They have their pick of the litter here, they, whether it's Trubisky or Watson, and they pass on a quarterback again. You'd have to let me know who's on the board, but I'd be really surprised if if, all th- if every quarterback – was still on the board, none drafted, then mm-hmm. I would be really surprised if they didn't take one there. I Again, I've, I've got grades that are lower than that, but I think at that position, if they like, you know, if they like any of them, I, I would think at 12, me personally, if I had the same needs that they had for quarterback, I would be willing to overlook my grade a little bit at that point after already getting Miles Garrett and take a swing at one of these quarterbacks. I think that would be a wise decision, let's put it that way. And that 12 pick... You know, I don't think it. I don't think it's part of the calculus. But that 12th pick again is Carson Wentz. You know, on another team, essentially. So it's just interesting. I mean, How do you mean? Well, just because the trade last year. Yeah. You know, the trade last year that was their opportunity to take Wentz. Right. If, if they, they draft a the quarterback at 12, it's or anywhere in the first round, that guy's going to be always linked to Carson yeah, Wentz, and, and did they make the right decision to to pass on him, move back, and get a bunch of extra picks? Yeah, Cody Kessler as well. Mel, head exploder and I, we've, you've talked a lot about uh, the Indianapolis defense or the Indianapolis or lack of, of talent on, the si- on that side of the ball. Is Indianapolis a team where you feel like they just have to draft a defender, especially given the grades you have on offensive linemen? Taking a ton of defensive players as far and brought in a ton is from unrestricted free agency. I mean, John Simon, now Mingo, trying to resurrect his career, Marcus Hunt, uh, Woods, Spence, Hankins, the last big Those one coming players. in from the Giants. <laughs> I mean, they've gone heavy defense. Uh, Jamal Sheard, didn't mention him, linebacker yep. at New England. I mean, they went heavy defense uh, in terms of free agency. Uh, Ballard did the new GM there. So, How many of those uh, guys are really going to be able to? make a difference though yeah well, i guess that's my question that's well, mad at them for, they, they got good deals on just yeah. about all of them but but um but how many can you i guess the question is and i'm actually not trying to be a pain here how many can you really do you really look at and say all right this this guy's gonna be an impact player for us. well hankins and sheard would be the two simon's a good solid player i mean not a full-time guy but he's gonna make contributions hankins and sheard would be the two that would jump out that better be really good particularly hankins so uh right. you know, now they got to look at okay is their offensive line okay can they can they just take the best player and that's what kansas city's done with Bowdy. they haven't locked into knee Todd. If they were locked in knee they wouldn't have taken uh d ford a few years ago they would have taken a wide receiver and a wide receiver year where a lot of those guys are stars now in the 
the NFL. They haven't forced it. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I, they are a tough team to predict. Uh, but I think Reuben uh, Foster, if he falls there, would be this. in play. I would. Yeah, hope. they're just a team yeah. that's I think consistently been. You know, you've you've people said as Todd pointed out, they they did a lot of shopping in free agency, but it's a lot of reps. I don't know if it's a lot of impact, and I'm wondering. I keep consistently see that as a team that's linked to defenders. It could be a cornerback. It could be a pass rusher. Um, it could be a linebacker. It could be a guy like Reuben Foster. I'm wondering if it would be a surprise if they didn't. Sounds like, given all the shopping they've done, you don't see that as a huge surprise if they go a different direction. I also think offensive line could be you know, in play there at 15. Mm-hmm. Forrest Lamp, Cam Robinson, if, that's, if you have a grade on him. and Right tackle, right guard are two positions that they, I think, need to upgrade. All right, another one I want to bring up going down the board. I had to explode a little bit. So Washington has been a team that we've linked to a possibility they could go with a running back. Uh, Tampa Bay is another team with links to running backs. That's obviously, you know, at least if not the main question on their roster, it's one. Guys, at this point in the draft, is there any possibility would your head explode if a Fournette or a McCaffrey fell that far to a Washington at 17? Ten. Yeah. Ten? Yeah. So that brings up then, Mel, who is the possibility of the third wow, third that... running back wow. going there? That's a major league thunderstorm. Both card. of your heads exploded. Wow. Yeah. Well, we got two tens. Yeah. That's the, the third piece of production this this podcast has ever seen. I like <laughs> <Right>. it. <Yeah. laughs> Dalvin Cook would be the third running back off the board. Um, yeah, I think at that point, I've heard Tampa Bay. You keep hearing that. A Booger McFarland told me, mark it down. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. I think Jameis Winston is obviously saying, okay, bring him to Tampa. I need a weapon like that with Martin out the first four games. And, and I think Evan Engram, I took with him. We did our mock. I think you could need another weapon as a wide receiver, which I think Engram will be more so than a tight end. Uh, you know, Todd's talking about tight ends like Njoku from Miami, Florida, who is another glorified kind of wide receiver, not a blocker, but a guy you can flex out. Uh, great athletic ability with him, finish strong. You're so, not talking about him? I'm just, I'm, I'm just talking about him? What's that? Njoku. I said you had him in one of your mocks going to Tampa Bay, oh, didn't okay. you? I, you know my mocks better than I do. I don't know. You were just, uh, yeah, I know you were trying to be sarcastic again with something. <laughs> okay? And, that, and, and you failed miserably. So, uh, I don't think so. I, well, I, I, just, I always think you have something behind it. There's, I, there's always a, I, an I just, ulterior I, motive. I, I just try to always bring you into the conversation, even Thanks, when you're not buddy. on a show with me. I mentioned names six times today when you weren't even there to defend yourself. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything that you would disagree with. I'll come clean. I, I think. I said that you thought Peppers was a lock to go in the first round before the information today, right? Oh, uh, now you're going to hold that against me? No, 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 no. I said before the information today. Yes. I just want to double check. Exactly. Okay. What's your cool. point? All right. no, I just wanted to make sure that it was like accurate Foster, what I said. You I thought would, Foster was a lock first rounder before the, the information came out, right? Yeah, I still think he is. All right, All right so what's the problem? They both had the same is issue. It, you're missing the point. Never mind. No, I don't no, know what, what the point was. I in the just first want place. to make sure I didn't misrepresent you today. Oh, saying that Peppers I was, being was a, a nice guy before that. Before the information came out, I said exactly. that you thought I didn't think he was a lock, but others like Mel thought he was a lock right, to go in no, the first no, round. No, you don't misspeak about things. I know you. I trust right, you. I just want to make sure. You don't have to defend yourself like that. I trust you. All I'm right. Kumbaya, Mel. I got a couple more head exploders. I'm Uh-oh. hoping for a 10, obviously. I don't know if I can take it anymore, Todd. Who is the t- – well, here's the thing. If, if I hear you say head explode one more time, mine's going to explode. If – one of the top two quarterbacks is available. Right. Are you surprised at all if Houston doesn't take a quarterback there? Oh, yeah. 
was, I would be. I tuned you out. What did you say in the beginning? He said if Houston if had Trubisky a chance to get either or Watson is available, there's it's not completely a far off possibility that you one don't of them is still available here, at twenty five. Would you be surprised? I won't say head or I won't say explode. Would you be surprised if Houston didn't do it? Yeah, I would be mild, mildly surprised. I think Sounds Mahomes. Like I, I think Mahomes might be more in the mix there than mm-hmm. than maybe Watson. Watson's funny because I talked to teams. Mel, and I know you've talked to a bunch of guys. When I'm talking to someone from a team that clearly does not have a need at quarterback, mm-hmm. but everyone does the due diligence for right. for all the right reasons, they are the ones that lean towards Deshaun Watson. He's he's a winner. I, I trust him more. I trust the intangibles, you know, so on and so forth. Then I talk to teams that have a major need, and there's a lot more love and specific love for Trubisky and Mahomes and or Mahomes. So it's it's just I don't know if it's just who I'm talking to or if it's coincidental. I'm having a hard time figuring out where the I'm not saying Watson's going to fall. I'm just saying I'm having a hard time figuring out where the love is specifically by team for Watson. Well, if I were the agent for Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't be happy with what you just said. That wouldn't make me feel good, is what I'm saying. No, it, wouldn't, no, I, yeah. dis- it wouldn't make me feel good that the teams that have no interest in a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, the teams that really want a quarterback, are kind of lukewarm on Deshaun Watson. That, that's not something I, just, I want yeah, to hear I just, at this stage. I know, obviously. I, and I just, it kind of dawned on me after going back in my notes and being like, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy I talked mm-hmm. to, and like, wait a second, there's a trend here. And yeah. I just, I don't know if it means anything at all. Well, and it's how players fall. People always talk like, you know, maybe everybody those teams, agrees maybe those... on everybody agrees on players, and then something at the last minute causes them to not pick them. It's like well, it's, it's not what, uncommon hey, at all for one team to have a first round grade on yeah. another team to have a four. Yeah. I think it was Jeff Dickerson came on to Darian Mel show Saturday. He was one of the NFL Nation guys. Came on, did a great job. We had six of them one Saturday. It was NFL Nation Day, and Jeff said that he thought from his intel that the Bears have an interest in Deshaun Watson. And I, my question is, could he be available? I didn't think he could, but could he be available at pick thirty six? Or if they get to that point. They trade in the late first. We're like 24. Yeah. Because Houston's sitting at 25. Wait, 25? Yeah, Houston's 25. Why not trade back in? Kansas City's 27. Maybe trade back in. Chicago, picks-wise, they've won in each of the first three rounds. All right. One more question on this topic of things that have the potential to totally surprise us. Mm -hmm. I'll just group them together. Two teams here drafting at the end of round one. The Pittsburgh Steelers have had a quarterback openly talk about retiring, wouldn't commit to 2017. Yes, we know. We assumed Big Ben would be coming back for 2017. Has openly discussed retirement. The New Orleans Saints have a quarterback that's pushing 40. Again, the next time these two teams pick, maybe there's no quarterback that they really like left. So I ask you this. It's the last time I'm going to use this phrase. But on the head-exploding scale of 1 to 10, if either of these teams take a quarterback, how surprising is it to you, Mel or Todd? I know that's not this isn't the range where you take a guy when you have one, but both of these there's a few of these cases. San Diego's interesting, Phillip Rivers, older quarterback, Big Ben, obviously not just an older quarterback, but a lot of injuries. And then obviously Drew Brees. Um 
You know, we saw New England take a quarterback in the second round. I think Arizona, of all these teams, Arizona at 13 is Carson the, most, Palmer. the most likely to take a quarterback in, with the first-round pick. Who and picks I, ahead of Arizona? And I think it's Pat Mahomes. If, yeah, if who they picks do. right ahead of Arizona? New Orleans does. I, would not, I was asked this question today on, on the conference call with the writers, Todd, and I said I wouldn't be surprised at all with New Orleans because, you know, you think about Sean Payton, they have another first-round pick. They're in a position now where they can improve their defense. The draft doesn't end after pick number 11. They so don't if they don't think a defensive player there, you don't just, uh, what's that? Uh, that like Arizona, they don't plan on picking this high, uh, right. you know, in the next few years. Right. So Patrick for the Mahomes, record, Patrick both Mel and Todd, would be you would them. not be totally shocked to see Pittsburgh or New Orleans, and New Orleans, the more likely team at the end of round one to take a quarterback. I don't know that I'd be shocked if any of these teams took a quarterback. Cleveland, and whether it's at their original spot, their second pick in the first round, or moving back in with a second pick in the first round. Cleveland, San Francisco. Chicago, Jacksonville, Jets, Chargers. I don't get that vibe, but it wouldn't totally blow my mind. Arizona, New Orleans, Buffalo. Go down the list, I would say. Then you you go a while without a team that really needs one. Then you get into the bottom half of the the first round. I think, as we talked about, Houston at 25. Kansas City. Kansas City at 27. Pittsburgh, I don't think they will. But again, it just, just won't shock me. Because of how much confusion there is in terms of where these quarterbacks are going to go, and then more importantly, how important the position is, and how scared teams are of being in a situation like Bill Polian found himself in when his aging quarterback started, uh, you know, got injured, and they didn't have anyone behind him. Curtis Painter. I think, for based on what I just heard, and Josh, you can when we you hear it later. I think McShay just completely exploding proofed himself for the first time. For the, for the quarterbacks. For the quarterbacks. Yep. All right, Mel. Last question before we hit the mail. The quarterback that who's gonna who's the who's the I think you mentioned Davis Webb. Is there any other one that has just that EJ Manuel Tebow possibility of going in round one and everybody goes, holy cow! I did not see that coming. Uh, who who is it this year? Is it? I think if. I mean, Todd's pushed a lot. If anybody took Josh Dobbs in the first round, that would be a major shock to me. Yeah, I would be. Totally I mean, I, I, what I about Peterman? Yeah. Todd's tried to get Dobbs up in there. Oh my uh, God, where do you come up with this? I've, uh, just, no, no, no. He's, he's I, a, I, just I think he's a really good value. I keep hearing him tied to Houston. I think he's a really good value in round two. Yeah. Okay. I think Kaiser would surprise me because of the way I graded him during the year. So I would say Kaiser would surprise me, would shock me because you keep hearing his name, would surprise me because you've got to trust your grades now and just say, okay, they see it. I don't see it. I agree with Title Davis Webb. I said that all along. Uh, but the only one for me, and I could see Peterman in the second round, Watson to me, if he goes seven, I'm Todd suggested maybe the Chargers at one point for, for Watson, that would majorly surprise me for a quarterback that from the pocket just not accurate and precise enough. So that would surprise surprise me. Nothing on Mahomes would surprise me. Trubisky, we know he's going in the top 10. So, yeah, I would say that I would sum up the quarterbacks this year. All right. Well, we got through the exploding head portion of the pod. Uh, I, and now we are going to hit a bit of mail. What is it, Todd? I was just thinking, kind of going back to your very first point. We're sitting here at number two. Mel, who's going to, who's going to be the number two pick? I don't know. Right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Usually, don't know. we. I mean, I, I feel like you have it narrowed to two guys at least at this point and feel <laughs> pretty good about That's it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So Todd, Todd's indirectly complimenting the topic today. Am I right? Yeah. The topic, your, your use of the English execution. language was, was not the ideal. The topic grew no. on us. The topic, the topic grew on us, yes. Yep. 
Eh, maybe I should have let off with that instead of getting on track. Sproul worked um, well, his way back into our good graces as the podcast moved on. I even brought him a candy bar. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick Sproul, break here, and then we are going to hit the mail. But first, whether it's a first or seventh round pick, drafting the right player is the key to success. That six foot four wide receiver or speedy edge rusher can take a team to new heights. Same goes for your business or department. Finding the right talent makes all the difference. When you do need to hire, where do you go to scout talent? You can't find top talent by posting your job to just one site. You need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can with Zip Recruiter. With Zip Recruiter, instantly post your job to 100-plus job boards across the web. That includes social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. And it's all with one click. Zip Recruiter then identifies potential candidates and notifies them about your job in a matter of minutes. No more countless hours searching. ZipRecruiter does the searching for you. You can select, screen, and rate candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard and find the right fit fast. Don't get stuck without the right lineup. Discover today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And right now, our listeners can kick off their hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com. Dot com slash first draft. That's ziprecruiter.com slash first draft. Try it for free today at ziprecruiter.com slash first draft. This is really funny because the very first question that came in from at down lineman is which team or player selected will be the biggest shock on Thursday night due to reach, slide, trade, or questionable selection? I feel like we kind of covered that, didn't we? Yeah, we got that one covered. All right. Like, four, like 40 minutes covered. All right, Todd, then. AJ Indovina, I can't even pronounce his name, says, if San Fran goes QB at number two, do you think the Browns could get pressured into trading with a team like Tennessee at five to make sure they get that next quarterback? No. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, the chances, I think it's very slim. I don't know about you, Mel, but I think it's very slim, the no. chances of San Fran taking a quarterback. And the thing we always assume is they like all these quarterbacks. They're not going to like them all. It's just right. tri- it's also, might... San Fran didn't just bring in one quarterback this offseason as a bridge like a Hoyer. They brought in two. They yeah, brought in Barkley, too. So. But the thing is, if they brought in just teams, one, I would. These, these would teams, guys, like they it. like a quarterback. They don't like four or five. So we don't know which one they like the most. So that's why it makes it very tough to try to figure where these quarterbacks are going to go. Outside of Trubisky, because we know he's going in the top ten somewhere. We don't know where Watson's going. We're speculating. Mahomes will be a mid-first. Like I said, we have no idea about Kaiser. No idea at all whether he's a late one, early to mid-two, or where he goes. So uh, I I think, Todd, outside of Trubisky and Mahomes, good luck. Yeah, and I think San Fran much more likely to stay home and and draft defense at that spot. That's just it's where the value is, whether it's safety with with Adams or or another defensive lineman. I just, to me, I I think that's – take a safe pick. It's your first time drafting. I think John Lynch wants to come in. He's a former safety, so he'll have value at that position, and more so that's what the league is now. And they built the defense in Atlanta, this group that that was, you know, it took the next step when they got some better DBs, including um, Keanu Neal last year. They drafted in the first round a safety position. They're looking for fast guys. They're looking for physical guys. They're looking to get younger, and they're looking to build up that side of the ball. So I if it's a safety or a defensive front guy, that won't surprise me at all, Mel. 
Mm-hmm. And if they can trade down, of course we won't be surprised. Yeah. It's just a matter of who actually wants to get up to that spot. All right. Patrick O. Cincinnati, I guess this is about the Bengals, asked, why not O.J. Howard to the Bengals? I think that's at nine, obviously. Two tight end attack with him and Eifert. And I guess that's loosely since both those guys can be spread out. What do you think, Todd? I don't hate it. I mean, I think they have other needs in Cincinnati, but um, but I don't I don't hate it at all. I've, I've heard Hassan Reddick there is a possibility. Derek Barnett is a possibility. It depends on who's available. I, again, they have other needs. And there's a chance that O.J. Howard isn't still available at number nine. Kype? <sighs> you know, Eifert's had injury issues. So I, I couldn't, I wouldn't say that's a, a big portion of last year. Yeah, that's a really bad pick. Him. They got to get a wide receiver at some point too. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say if he's there at that particular point, I don't think he will be. I thought Buffalo could maybe get him at 10. Cincinnati at nine would have a shot. I think somebody will takes him as that sa- another safe pick early because he can block and he's a, he's a heck of an option in the passing game potentially. Uh, I, I, yeah, you keep, you, he's one of those guys. You mentioned it, Todd. I think it's good. Who are the guys that are the clean? Mm-hmm. Going into he's one of the Thursday. seven seven clean, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. The clean seven hashtag. All right, guys. Uh, let me see here. This is I think this is a fair question. Gustav asks, "Who do you reckon?" He said, "Who do you reckon will be the first offensive lineman off the board?" I don't picture a Gustav using the word "reckon." I d- things are <laughs> happening with our audience. My head's exploding. You lost me at Reckon, and what was the first, first, first offensive line? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not listening real well today. Sorry. Um, I would guess it comes down, it comes down to Forrest Lamp and, and Cam Robinson in my my estimation based off of conversations I've had. I would, if I had to bet, I would probably go Cam, Cam Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, because of Baltimore. Yeah. And Baltimore likes Lamp, too, evidently, from everything you hear. I mean, I, you, know, so, you, know, you read, you hear all these different rumors. Sometimes it's misinformation, but the offensive line is an issue, and it's because of they need one guy. Alex Lewis is either going to play right tackle or guard. So if you draft Cam Robinson, he's the right tackle. Lewis becomes the guard. Draft Forrest Lamp, he's the guard. Lewis is the right tackle. So that's why for Baltimore, either player would make sense. Well, and Robinson is a little bit more of a mauler who, who could be a right tackle, but if it doesn't work out, I think you kick him into guard. Yeah, and the Lamp's a guard center. Yes, exactly. With the Ravens, he would be a guard center. I mean, they need help at both spots. So he would be a guy that would be in play for obvious reasons for the Baltimore Ravens. Interesting one, just a a player that's been brought up a lot, likelier for day two, Adam Peters, farm boy, at farm boy, 882. Love that handle. Asks, how much of a reach would it be for UConn DB Obi Melifonwu to go as high as 21 to Detroit? Big reach. I, I don't think it's happening. I, I mean, I like him. I, I think he's. It's too bad round. Al Davis isn't around because we could stare at that pick at, uh, yeah. with the Raiders. He's a yeah. round two prospect that I think for certain teams who value length, you know, a lot of the teams with Seattle de- style defense, single high safety, I, I think potentially you could look at him as a corner. I think he's, he's a better just pure safety fit. But I think he's a, you know, first 15 picks of the second round. And maybe he gets bumped up in the first five or so picks of the, yeah. of the second round. Detroit needs a front seven player. Safety's not a big priority. I think and, front seven, whether it be linebacker like Hassan Reddick, whether it be a defensive lineman like Barnett or Harris, they got to get another pass rusher to help out Ansa, and they desperately need linebackers, which would mean Jared Davis from Florida would be in play there for the Detroit Lions, as would, as I said, Hassan Reddick from Temple. And for fans who aren't familiar with uh, Melifon, we were talking about, Arguably, 
I mean, he's probably top three of the just the workout warriors of this draft process so far. Mm-hmm. Went to the combine, six three safety, jumped a mile, ran fast. He just really did it all. And he's one of those guys where you were thinking more third round, and then you saw that, and you're like, "Well, that's you know, he's he's the classic, he's the classic guy where you know he goes really high, not you know, not like top half first round, but goes a lot higher than you'd think based on the tape. All right. Let's see, one last question. You know what, this has been popping up a lot, so we'll do this one. Nick Allen asks, Mel, I keep seeing a lot of mocks that still have the Bills taking a QB at 10. Do they not like Tyrod? Isn't a wide receiver a better fit? How how do you evaluate this situation? Todd's talked about it a little bit before, how you know the commitment to Taylor is really only one year. How do you see it? I think cornerback, tight end, wide receiver, I think those are the areas that they could look at. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did look quarterback with Tyrod. Try to help Tyrod out this Seven, year. Eight? Uh, if they took a quarterback there with Tyrod being back, I would say at nine. Hmm. That's an exploding head. They're going to help the quarterback there. I mean, you're going to have options. You got the, All three receivers will be staring you in the face. Maybe O.J. Howard, if you're lucky, is there. That would be a big help. Cornerback, you have your pick uh, of, of, the, of the probably the second corner after Lattimore. Um, or you can maybe, maybe if you want get out of there. So uh, if you get a and I don't uh, that's a question too, Ty. Is how many teams outside of the teams early on do you do you see in this draft a lot of trade activity or very minimal trade activity? I wouldn't be surprised if we went ten picks without a trade. Mm-hmm. I know the teams want to move out. I just don't see many teams trying to move in. And my guess, if I had to guess, one team that trades into the top ten, it would be Cleveland. But they organizationally, I don't know that that's what they want to do. So yeah, it we'll seems see. like there's four teams hoping that Cleveland trades with them in the top five. Right. You only get to get one of those teams that's going to be successful trading. And, Cle- and Cleveland's got the other pick. <laughs> yeah. 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 So somebody better be better ready to make a choice. Yep. It's too bad this isn't like the uh, Mel and Todd mock-off where you can just trade with yourself, Mel. Oh, yeah, we like that one. All right. Well, that is first draft for this week. I just named it properly like I didn't do at the beginning of the show. Uh, next time we do this, um, draft will be over. Mel will have graded them. Todd will have called the best picks. No, Todd will have his first. Everybody round for will next be completely out. exhausted no, and even more ornery than they are now, which is incredible. Uh, Mel, yes, sir. We'll see you in Philly. Yep. And uh, that's first draft for this week. We'll do it one more time. Thanks for listening to First Draft. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.